the recipe for long-term success in today's day and age is finding buyers who are buying for you. They're coming for you, whether it's your face behind the brand, your name, or just your store name. They have shopped by you. They know who you are and they're coming to you again and again and again. Um, and the way we do that is through social media, through marketing, through creating a community around your product. Now, um, e-commerce business owners can definitely create community around their product. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Welcome back to the Marketing Matrix, my friends. Thanks for being here today. And I'm so excited for you to hear again from Brenda Lackman. Her first episode on Monday was life-changing, fantastic, and today will be absolutely no different, if not even better, guys. Seriously, you've got to listen in. So listen up as she gives us all the tips and tricks to leveraging others' resources to jumpstart your business success. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the incredible and talented and super eager to serve Brenda Lackman. Brenda, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and talk all about marketing with you. Oh, I am just like, guys, we've had an opportunity to just like get to know each other a little bit. And Brenda has shared some of her ideas and I am just like frothing with excitement at the mouth for this girl to share all that she has to bring to the table. So she's a mover and a shaker. Um, and so I'm excited. I want to take a second to introduce her and then I'm going to give her a chance to dive into her own story so we can learn, learn about her. And she is willing to dive into the marketing of what she's doing as well. So we're really stoked about that. So yeah. Brenda Lackman is a, as an e-commerce and marketing strategist. She's the founder of Ecom Queens, a Facebook group and community with over 50,000 creative e-commerce entrepreneurs. She helps product-based business owners turn their passion into profits. Brenda has sold on many different e-commerce platforms, including Shopify, Amazon, and Etsy, and worked with companies both large and small, generating over $1 million in product sales. She incorporates strategy and consumer psychology to help sellers achieve long-term success. Again, welcome Brenda. And for those listeners of the Marketing Matrix, you know how obsessed I am with co consumer psychology. So this is going to be, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be like a rock concert, a marketing yes. rock concert. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, we speak the same language. So I'm in for an exciting conversation. 
It's going to be so great. So for our listeners that aren't as familiar with Ecom Queens, with, with, the, with the mind, with Brenda behind it, like how did, how did we get there? Where, where did you get your start? Yes. So Ecom Queens, um, it's for any entrepreneur in e-commerce, um, product-based business owners who are looking to build their brand, create, you know, customers that come back to them again and again and, and build on their marketing. Um, this brand, we actually started it within the past year. So it is a relatively new business, but I wanted to share just a little bit of how I got started. Um, as with many entrepreneurs, you know, there's an interesting journey of a lot of twists and turns till you kind of get to where, to where you are. And I'm sure the journey will continue in the coming years. Um, so this whole e-commerce journey of mine started about four years ago. Um, I had just graduated college, actually. I went to college for business, but if anyone here has been an undergrad or graduate for business, you'll know that you learn some different tools and techniques, but you don't necessarily learn e-commerce, social media, Facebook ads. None of that was covered when I was in school. So I was working, um, for an insurance and finances company. Um, I started off as like their marketing coordinator. I ended up getting my license. I was doing health insurance and all that. And it was interesting, you know, I was learning new things every day, but I wasn't necessarily like passionate about it. Um, so I was working there as I was finishing up my degree. Um, and then one day I read an article all about e-commerce and Shopify and drop shipping. And I had no idea what any of these terms were. I hadn't heard them before. I picked up my phone and, you know, I started, as I say, the Google search that changed my life. I remember Googling what is drop shipping? What is Shopify? And I like was instantly captivated. You know, when, when you're growing up, you think um, building a business is something that's so out of reach. You need like a mortgage and attorneys and lawyers and rental. And it's just something that would never be attainable, especially at that age when I was just, you know, 21 right out of college. Um, but when I saw that it's possible and, and with all these different, you know, website builders, you can do it. I was instantly hooked. So seven days from when I first discovered what Shopify was, Seven days later, I had my business up and running. Um, I just chose a website, a domain, a logo, social media accounts, and I decided I'm going to start drop shipping baby accessories from overseas. You know, little cute uh, moccasins and beanies. It all looks cute. Let's start with that. I, I just jumped right in there. Um, so that's how I first got started. And this was something, you know, I had my nine to five. I would come home, sit on my bed with my laptop and just try to make sales and, and see and learn as I went along. And um, I remember when I got my first sale, it was about three weeks later. And if you are, if you sell on e-commerce platform, you know exactly what a cha-ching is. It's the sound that your phone makes when you make that sale. And my first cha-ching was, I still remember it was 2.37 in the morning, in the middle of the night, I jumped up. I got scared for a second, wasn't used to that sound. Um, someone from a country overseas found my website, I have no idea how, bought two pairs of shoes. I was so excited. And like that moment, I was like, someone came to my website, actually wanted what I had to offer and paid money for it. And like from that moment on, I was hooked. So even now, like a few years later within my community, we all talk about our first cha-ching. And when that first moment was that really, Started, started our entrepreneur, our e-commerce journey. Um, 
So for a couple years, I was testing out different things on, you know, Shopify. I tried out Etsy, which is a marketplace for handmade sellers. I sold some products on there. Um, I did a lot of print on demand, which is you design products and work with a third party fulfillment company. Um, but because I come from things from more of a business mindset, for me, it was just fascinating to like build a brand, see if it can work um, in all different with all different types of products, with all different, you know, marketplaces or platforms. It was just something very, very interesting to me. And then about, it was like a year and a half in, so only 18 months in, um, I was, I was reached, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn from a large e-commerce company and they were looking for someone to run their marketing. Um, ended up being, it looked like a great position. I accepted the job running their marketing department and even that like blew my mind because i had been doing shopify on the side um let's be honest here i really wasn't making a lot of money because any money i made i put back in the business or i lost because i was learning as i went along but just the fact that i could tell all my family and friends who were like what are you doing brenda like i was like listen um i have an insurance license these people didn't care about my license they wanted to hear what i was doing at night on social media to get those sales so that led me over um, into this. They're a pretty large e-commerce company in, in the alcohol wine niche. And I ran their marketing, their affiliate program, helped them make over a million dollars of sales there. Um, and within the past year, what happened was I was working there full time and I was enjoying it. But I know so many family and friends and people online were always reaching out to me with questions when they're building up their businesses. And I was more than happy to help. Um, but I was like, you know what, that's really what gives me passion, helping other people, solo entrepreneurs who they have their dreams, helping them, you know, get their dreams as opposed to selling more wine or selling more products. So I made the move about six months ago, um, left that full-time position to really work on building up Ecom Queens, which is this whole community, this whole idea of e-commerce entrepreneurs helping each other from that first cha-ching all the way to, to greater success. So that is the, the long story of kind of how we got here today. I love it. Well, and, and I, I just love how like you painted the picture of that moment of your first cha-ching and how it like, first of all, it freaked you out and excited you, but it hooked you. Like I remember, um, so I, I had made way over six figures in my agency before I had sold something on a website, like, right. and well, and I'd sold like my clients products on a website, but like not something that I created. So I created this info product that I put online and when someone bought it and it wasn't someone that was like in my social circles, I was like, and it was, it was, it's a $47 product. I was like, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I was like stoked out of my mind. And I was like, this is so funny. Like this is the most exciting $47 I've ever made in my entire life. And it really does exactly. just like, just hook you. I love that so Exactly. Much. When, so when like, when you're selling something for someone else, it is a different feeling when you're selling your own product and it makes money. Um, but with any product that you put out there, the first time you sell that product, it feels good, but it's also a very important important sale because it means someone out there understood your messaging and wanted what you had. So the first sale is always the most important just to see if there's a need, if there's a want out there. So I love those first sales. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Okay. So I, I want to dive into the psychology of what you've experienced as you've created Ecom Queens, because 
uh, like you just mentioned, selling someone else's product is very exciting. It's very rewarding. And you kind of like always just are like, whoo, like it's working. I'm doing my job. This is great. Um, but when you are selling your own stuff, there's a whole new level of pressure. There's a whole new level of getting in your own way because there, the imposter syndrome comes up for you. Like it's, it's just, it's a totally different beast. It's always way easier to tell other people how to run your business than it is to run your own. So what has happened for you in the last six months? Like what have been some of the roadblocks you've, you've come up against as you have, um, transitioned from working for other people to yourself? Okay. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of just the story of how Ecom Queens, how that brand started is, um, I had the dream even while I was working full time of helping individual entrepreneurs. Um, so like I had the domain, the name, but I hadn't really done anything with it. Um, and then back in July, I, a part of a lot of Facebook communities, I find them super, super helpful when it comes to, you know, learning new things and following what's going on in technology and e-commerce and social media. And I was part of a group of 50,000 Etsy sellers, Etsy handmade sellers. And, um, the admin there, huge community. And I noticed that the admin there, she had her own store. It was just a community where people were advertising their goods and she wasn't, she was, she wasn't really interested in running the group any longer. So I reached out to her and I said, listen, you know, I have this background in marketing. I'd love to help business owners when it comes to building up their brands. Would you be interested in, pass, in passing the torch? So I made an arrangement with her and I was, I was surprised she, even, she was okay with it, but we spoke about it and she gave, she gave over the group to me and that was in July. So it's very interesting because everyone's like, wow, this group of 50,000 entrepreneurs, how did you build that up? Um, and I'm very honest, you know, and ha happy to say that, like, I did not build it up from scratch. The group is 11 years old. So it started so long ago and it, there's, it's such a large community that even by doing nothing, Facebook themselves is bringing in like hundreds of new members every single week when they recommend it to new people. Um, but even in that, I still think there's an important lesson there because yes, the group was handed to me, but I could have seen that people were a little frustrated in the group and, and scrolled on, but I decided to reach out to the admin, you know, pursue the opportunity of taking over the group and then building up into this community that knows who you are, establish yourself as an expert and then offer products to help them. So I like to think that this unbelievable opportunity fell into my lap, but I really tried to take advantage of it and learn as I go along. And what that learning had ent has entailed over the, since July, um, I, I've learned so much. So it used to be an advertising community. Um, when I started it, you know, we stopped kind of the promotion. We made it more for support and for questions. We opened it up for any e-commerce entrepreneurs, not just Etsy businesses. And I started going live as much as possible and introducing myself, sharing my story, sharing who I am, um, giving support and tips, but also letting people know that this community is now run by an individual, run by this Ecom Queens company. Um, we're here to help you grow within the framework of this business that we're building. So kind of um, reframing the goal of the group. If someone didn't like what was going on there, they're welcome to leave, but most people stayed and they were happy to be part of a community where now there's ongoing trainings, you know, it's free trainings. Um, so that's what I was doing you know, in, in Ecom Queens, in the community. And I ran some free challenges to get those email addresses. As we know, those are so important. Um, so I ran a couple free challenges on Etsy visibility, on selling on social media, and then listening to what my community members 
were struggling with, listening to their posts about why they weren't getting sales and someone who was very new and feeling overwhelmed and just listening to what it is that they were struggling with and then slowly creating programs and creating solutions to the problems that they had. So that's kind of been my journey, a journey that's very much still in progress. Um, but like I said, I'm really trying to make the most of this opportunity that, that kind of presented itself to me less than a year ago. Oh, that is so cool. And what I, what I love about it is, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson and, and, and that whole world, but something that he talks about in his new book, Traffic Secrets, is how you don't create traffic. You have to stand in front of it. You have to get in front of the traffic and you have to find out where is it and how can I get in front of it? And your story, like I might, I might have to steal it and share it with other people oh, because <laughs> I love it so much how like you saw this opportunity of this group of people that was being under nurtured or underutilized, or and not necessarily that it's like of the fault of the admin, like it just wasn't what their goals were. Mm -hmm. um, but you took that as like, you know, instead of saying, man, it's going to take me 11 years to build my own 50,000 person group. Like you're like, right. What if I can just help where the traffic already is? It's just so cool. So awesome. Thank I love you. that so much. Yes, definitely, you know, can, can share this story. Um, and one thing, I guess, that was surprising to me or, or is still a struggle or something I'm working with is a lot of people think, you know, it's just the magic of having a Facebook group. You got that group, it's a home run. You know how many people reached out to me and said, you could be making six figures a month with this group. First of all, it's not about that. It's about helping them and about establishing trust and being there for them. But also, you know, jumping into a group once it's already existed for so long, people naturally have questions like, who are you? What are you trying to do here? So, you know, for the first six months, there was no paid offer presented. It was just a matter of sharing and giving. And then slowly, like I said, where it made sense, you know, offering certain products that would help people. Like now we have a very low cost monthly membership if, if you want, like additional trainings every month. So kind of um, working with it, but yeah, I would say it wasn't maybe as easy as I thought it would be. It definitely takes a lot of work, um, you know, a lot of time, but it's something I'm passionate about and I'm excited to continue working on it and continue helping, helping my people. So exciting. So how has the transition been from selling products to coaching others to sell their product? I mean, that's, it's like almost like one step removed from what you were used to, right? By coaching the person that's going to sell the product. Like how has that transition been for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a great question. Um, part of the answer is I recognize that as someone who's helping e-commerce store owners, I have to be on my game and I really have to be involved in e-commerce myself where maybe other industries aren't necessarily like that, but I still have a couple Etsy shops up and running. Um, I myself don't have a website of my own products, but I do work with a lot of people. I do a couple of business owners one-to-one -one helping them in their businesses and, and like doing that one-to-one -one consulting, building up their brands and all of that. So my head is very much in the game, meaning I'm thinking like a shop owner. Um, and I'm there with these people each day and I can take that experience. You know, if I see a headline about something Shopify or Amazon just rolled out, I'm paying attention because I'm helping these people that need to know it. So then I can present it to my audience. So it's a matter of having my head in the game as much as I'm, you know, helping my audience as well. Yeah, that is so smart. And I uh, so subscribe to the same philosophy with being a, a Facebook advertising expert. Like if I wasn't 
actually doing it with, with my agency clients, I would feel very uncomfortable teaching it to my coaching clients because the platform changes so much, right? And there's so many so different much, right? things going out there. And, and because it's pattern interrupt marketing, you have to keep on top of those patterns and what's working in, in any given moment. And unless you're actually out there advertising, like you miss it. Um, so exactly. I think that's just super smart. I love that. Okay. So let's, so let's dive into to what you're doing for these entrepreneurs. So one of the things that I think is so, attra I think that e-com is just so attractive because it's, there's, the opportunities are just amazing. Um, and the, the ability to scale is just, just so great, but e-commerce spaces tend to be crowded and the margins tend to be small. Um, and especially like with Etsy where like people are putting like their, their hand, their hours into the creation of these products. Like how do you help them navigate crowded marketplaces and small margins to the point where like they can actually achieve their dreams with, with these products that they're trying to sell? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a great question. Um, Etsy as a marketplace, it, it is very crowded. One thing I always, I always remind, remind our sellers is in, um, a crowded niche means there's a lot of customers there. If no one was buying, no one would be selling those products. So it, it's something that kind of like goes against what we would think, but we always have to remind ourselves, like it's actually easier to sell a product in a very crowded niche than a niche that nobody knows about. Um, even think of like technology that's rolled out when it's brand new technology, um, whether you know, Apple or Google or Facebook or whatever they're rolling out. There's so much brand awareness campaigns that need to go out just to explain to people what it is you're selling versus if I'm selling bath bombs or I'm selling soap, you know exactly what that product is and why you would want it. It's my job to show you why you want mine. So an overcrowded niche isn't like the kiss of death. Um, it just means that you're going to have to work just that much harder, that much better to really stand out from the crowd. Um, one, one challenge that I do see with handmade sellers, understandably, is that um, because it's something that you've created by yourself, you personally invested, and it's probably something that, you know, that person has been skilled at and worked in for years, you have this like personal connection to that product. So let's say you're just, let's say you're working with a wholesaler and you're just running some different Facebook ads and testing. If a product doesn't work, a day later, they'll just swap it out for a new product versus a seller who puts their heart, blood, soul, tears into the product, it's a lot harder for someone to kind of objectively say, wait, is it a product issue? Either it's a product issue or it's the way that I'm presenting the product. Um, so we try, I recommend a couple of different things to our sellers. Um, I always recommend, you know, looking for other sellers in similar niches, making sure there are stores kind of like making sure there is a competition, making sure there are stores who are selling what you're selling and actually doing well, that will kind of give you a benchmark to kind of look up to, not to copy nothing like that, but just knowing that people do want these products. Um, and then on Etsy, it's all about the SEO. It's a lot about the tags and titles and keywords um, to be found in the algorithm. So it's very much just an algorithm to get to the top. Uh, so we work a lot with SEO and, and keywords and all that good stuff. And all that good stuff. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, I love, I mean, that, that concept, I, I, I first learned that from Steve Larson, right? Where it's like, if you, you, you're fishing in the red ocean, 
where it's crowded, then you can you can pull people out to to how your offering is is slightly different, and that it's a it's a good sign, which means that there's buyers in that area. Um, I love that you can't you can't forget that, and it's so important. I think in any online business to just have an abundance mentality, right? Like you have to have an abundance mentality and realize that like there's there are people out there that are are going to be interested again granted that it's not a product issue right, right. Um, and it's it's hard it's hard for everyone like i i see people who are selling very much similar things that i'm selling or coaching or things like that and sometimes you're like wait but that's that's my ocean but you just have to always remind yourself that like the reason there are sellers is because there are buyers and in a way, the more sellers, the more the market expands, the more buyers there will be for you. So really about that, you know, abundance mindset. That's awesome. Okay, so let's dive into some of the, the marketing tactics. What helps you help these sellers uh, stand stand out, rise to the top of the algorithm? What do you, what do you actually do with them? So um, we talk a lot about not just relying on the audience that the marketplace itself is going to bring into you. That's the organic traffic from Amazon or Etsy um, or eBay, any marketplace. Um, we appreciate the organic traffic, but we can't depend on it because our businesses cannot depend on someone else's algorithm. That's, that's not the recipe towards long-term success. Um, the recipe for long-term success in today's day and age is finding buyers who are buying for you. They're coming for you, whether it's your face behind the brand, your name, or just your store name, they have shopped by you. They know who you are and they're coming to you again and again and again. Um, and the way we do that is through social media, through marketing, through creating a community around your product. Now, um, e-commerce business owners can definitely create community around their product. If you look, um, just an example, I just bought a planner from Erin Condren. It's like a huge planner company. And there's like a Facebook group of, I mean, like 60,000 people who only talk about the planners all day long and like discuss what they're going to buy and when they're going to buy. And that's a great example of an e-commerce company who created a massive you know, raving fans, people who talk about their product each and every day. So it's not just the um, service-based or the digital business owners who can create um, community, our e-commerce sellers can do the same. And what I usually recommend if someone's starting off new is choose one platform, choose one thing that is going to be your baby, something that you are working on, work on it each and every day. And then eventually you can branch out to other platforms, but doing like 15 platforms half-heartedly isn't necessarily going to bring you the same, the same success. I love that. Oh, such great advice. Such great advice. Okay. So right before we started recording, you were talking about how important the customer journey was and understanding that and the role that plays in your ability to sell products, build a community, have long-term success, have higher lifetime value of customers, all the, all the good stuff that we like. Um, speak to us about that. Like how, how do you help an e-com store build their story and find their customers that are going to resonate with that story. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, when, when you're selling a product, sometimes you can think it's just about the product, but what I try to encourage our sellers to think about is that 
it's a lot more than just the product of what you're selling. Um, and I recently thought of an interesting analogy to kind of explain the customer journey. And it's called the uh, empty grocery store analogy. And I think it's funny because as we're recording this, as you know, we're in the middle of this worldwide pandemic. Um, and I think that's why subconsciously I thought of that because we think about grocery stores a lot more. Like that's our, that's our evening out to go to Giants and pick up a loaf of bread if you're even leaving the house. So that's probably where that idea came from. But, but, but here's, here's the concept. Imagine you hear there is a new grocery store in town. Um, Pre-COVID-19, you want to check it out. So you drive over to the grocery store, all excited to see what's there. You park your car and you look up and you notice there's no sign on the front. But you say, you know what? It's day one. Maybe they just haven't got around to putting up their sign. You walk in and you want potato chips. So you're trying to find the aisle for potato chips and you're trying to walk through, you look up and they have the aisle signs where it says aisle seven, aisle eight, aisle nine, but there's nothing underneath it. It doesn't say what aisle has what. So, you know, you think, okay, maybe it's in the middle of the store. Usually the snacks are kind of in the middle. Um, so you get to the potato chip aisle and all of a sudden you just stop in your tracks. There, every single potato chip bag, every single flavor is just all on top of each other, not categorized at all. Um, you're just overwhelmed. And then out of the corner of your eye, you see a worker walk, passing by you and he's wearing the typical blue vest of a grocery store, but there's no logo. There's no store name. There's nothing. What would you do then? If you were me, probably you'd be like, where on earth did I land? What just happened? And like, nope, right out of there. Leave the store and maybe go to the shoppers that's right next door. And that, that's the analogy. And the question here is, what went wrong in the story? The store had every product you were looking for. They had their eggs, they had their sugar, they had the potato chips you were looking for. But you know what they didn't have? They didn't have a store name, they didn't have a logo, they didn't have categories, sections, nothing to show you that they knew what they were doing, that they were someone you should trust with your purchase. So what did you do? You said, okay, I mean, there's a lot of places that sell potato chips. I'll just go to the next one. I would have loved to check you out, but whatever. I'll go to shoppers today. And it's that exact story that I encourage business owners to think about. You know, it's not just the product you're trying to sell. It's the experience that you are giving along with that purchase. And so often we think that like e-commerce or buying online is so different than retail. But what I encourage people to think is take that retail scenario, take that scenario and apply it to your e-commerce business. Um, customers still want to feel known, want to feel secure, want to have an easy shopping experience. So when you take that retail experience and apply that to your online business, you're so, you have a, such a better chance at success because you're thinking about the psychology behind your business. Think I about love the it. empty grocery store. <laughs> the empty, the parable of the empty grocery store. Okay, this exactly. this is like straight gold. Um, I love this concept, especially because, um, man, I just have like so many thoughts that just like went through my head. I love this. Um, so when the, the thing that just like kept coming to my head is like where there's confusion, people will bounce. Exactly. And I just love that punchline that you said that like the store had all the necessary elements, the store, the shelves, the chips, the employee to, to help. But because there was confusion, you're just like, what is this? 
And exactly. I mean, you take an analogy on the other side. I mean, like, let's say you go to like a Whole Foods, right? Where it's a more upscale thing. You might buy that same bag of potato chips for twice as much, but because of everything around it and how, you know, crisp and clear and clean everything is like, there's no confusion. And so of right. course you're more than willing exactly. to fork over you know, six bucks for a bag of potato chips. And right, because, because the experience behind it, you know, heightened the expectation, heightened everything, and you are more than happy to pay that for that experience. Um, taking, I would say, it's not even in the grocery stores. I've worked specifically with a lot of um, local clothing businesses that had to quickly, quickly go online because of um, everything happening. So they were building out their online businesses. And one question I posed to them as we're trying to build out their online business is, Think about, especially like um, small local boutiques. So I said, think about when people come into your, walk into the shop. Some people walk in, you say, do you need any help? They say, no, they know exactly what they want. They go and grab the blue skirt and they walk out and leave. Some people are say, I'm just browsing and they wanna take their time. They wanna just spend some time enjoying the afternoon and seeing what you have. So when you build an online business, you really have to, create a conversion optimized store, just like you were saying that if someone wants what, if they know what they want, they buy it and leave. But at the same time, if someone wants to linger and spend some time and read more about your store, your brand, your product descriptions, they have that option as well. Um, and just, I'll give one more example, just an example of what, what we've done with one of our small businesses we've worked with to kind of recreate the retail experience. Um, because especially now, very often it's the local customers who are now shopping online. So they actually do know the business owner in person, but this person has like a gift shop, a boutique, and she's been there for years. Everyone, everyone loves the store owner and she has a very, um, interesting setup. As soon as you walk into the store, there's like a welcome sign, a full wall with like flowers and gifts, something that if you've been there in person, you know, that's the store. So what we did was I asked her to take some pictures of her store and we put that picture on the homepage of her website so that if a local customer is walking, come to the, came to the website, they say, oh, this is my boutique that I know and love. If it's a new customer that's walking in, they say, oh, I see. These are one of like these friendly neighborhood boutiques that are now moving online. There's so many different ways of how to recreate that, that connection on your e-commerce store. That's just one example that we recently implemented. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I think that some of the art, so because the barrier to entry for online businesses are so low, some of the art of creating and starting a brand and a business is lost, right? Like you would never like just wake up one day and decide to like go open a brick and mortar shop and have it done in an afternoon. Like it takes so much planning about location and positioning to put it in front of traffic. So much planning in terms of the, the brand image and the experience and the lifestyle that you want to promote by being in that store. And if people don't think about those same things online, then they're leaving cash on the table. They are leaving people behind that would engage, that they would be able to impact that they're not able to. Uh, and so I, I love that you're emphasizing that, especially with the climate of the globe right now. Right. Especially with the climate of the globe. Like I bet, I bet Ecom Queens is just busting at the gills with everything <laughs> that's been going on. That's just so exciting. Right. And like, and one thing we also stress is that it's, it's never about 
can I make money this month or not? Because the truth is, if you wanted to just throw up a Shopify store, get some products, run some Facebook ads, you probably could make money this month. And you probably could make pretty good money this month with everyone buying online but you're probably not going to be around in five years. And what we're trying to do is create everlasting success and long-term success. And the recipe towards long-term success is creating that brand, creating that story around your business. So it's not about making a thousand dollars this month. It's about making $50,000 in five years. I love it. Oh, it's so good. So good. Okay. So, um, we're, we're coming to, to the end of our, of our long interview here, and I always love to end with this question. Um, and that is, what has been the biggest internal transformation you have experienced as you have been on this entrepreneurial journey? Such, such a good question. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw one out there. As, as a pretty new entrepreneur who just went out on her own within the past year, um, it's scary out there. And when you're trying to create and help people. Sometimes we all have that imposter syndrome or that question of like, can I do this? Can I really do this? Um, and for me, like all I have to do is look back on my businesses, look back and remember how much money and how successful we were at these businesses that I've run. But still it's very different when you're trying to, you know, package up your expertise, help someone else to achieve that success. Um, but yeah, it's always a matter of, of listening to those who've been there longer than you, listening to those who are better than you, um, hiring the right coaches and people to help you as well on your journey. So that's definitely something that I am learning um, as I go along. Oh, so well said, so wise. I love it. And, and, I, and I just wanna reiterate the importance of having the right coaches in your life. It just, it takes so much of the confusion out and it makes it, it I mean, there's no shortcuts to success, but you definitely can shave off time by letting other people save you from making the same mistakes that they made. So, so true. Something I am learning right now. So, so true. So awesome. I love it. Okay. So Brenda, how can people find you, follow you, uh, learn about your journey, join your group, give us all the details. How, or how can people get in touch with you? Sure, sure. So our website is called ecomqueens.com. Um, that's where you can find everything that we do. You know, people always say, Queens, is that just for female entrepreneurs? The answer is no, we accept anyone. Anyone is welcome to join any, you know, creative e-commerce entrepreneurs. Um, ecomqueens.com is our website. The name of our Facebook community is Ecom and Etsy Sellers. So you're welcome to check us out, learn more about us, you know, out there. I love it. And uh, I, I follow Brenda on Facebook as well. She has a very beautiful uh, profile funnel going on. So make sure to, to shoot her a friend request and, oh, and, and make sure to follow the content that she's putting out there as well. Um, you were also talking about what you're going to be putting into the marketing matrix toolbox, which we're super excited about. Do you want to give an overview and preview of that? Yes. Yes. So I am all about the brand new entrepreneur, someone who wants to start from scratch and just not sure what to do, might not have a massive budget. So I always want to help those people out. So within my journey, I was right there, just like you probably are right now. Um, for those who are watching and thinking about starting their, you know, their online journey. So I created a list of my top 35 online tools that I used for my business 100% free. Um, these are, they're not like free trial tools or tools that are actually out there for free. Um, like for an example, like 
there's stock photography websites, there's websites for editing your photos, there's websites for, you know, content, photo sharing, marketing, um, automation, software, a whole lot there. It's my top 35 free tools I've personally used um, to run my business. And I hope, I hope it helps you as well. Oh, I know that it will. We're so excited. So we will have the link to that and to her ecomqueens.com website all in the, all in the episode notes. So make sure to go ahead and check that out and check her out. And uh, again, we've heard it from Brenda to focus on the customer, to really think about that experience that they're having. I just want to reiterate that so much. And I just want to thank you again for just kind of opening the doors to how you're really helping people succeed um, online, especially again with, with how crazy the world is right now. So yeah. thank you so much for coming and for being on sure. the marketing matrix. Sure. Thank you so much. I love talking about marketing and business and like we speak the same language. We get the same things. It's such an interesting conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me today. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to do it again. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know you found the amazing value in Brenda's insights. Tune in next week for our final episode of the year. All right, guys, if you're enjoying our episodes, please drop a rating and review for us. That helps us reach more entrepreneurs just like you. I also want to invite you personally to join us with my Facebook group. If you're listening to the Marketing Matrix podcast, I want to know who you are. I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're thinking and what are you doing in your life and in your business and how is the podcast helping you? Come join us in the Facebook group where we have conversations about marketing every single day. The Facebook group is called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Ecom Brands. We would love for you to take advantage of the free videos there, the free live weekly trainings, and the ongoing marketing conversations we have. So check it out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB Ad Ninja.